Everybody, this is podcast. It's a very Sue celebration, a show where we talk about weird characters that you had because you were a weird kid. You sound so stressed. I'm Harry, and it's show. I am Miles. <laughs> I'm the apparent co-host and the star because I have the bubbly <laughs> and the loudest voice. It's true. Your levels are through the roof. And now, our honored guest. I uh, got your email. And I have to know everything, so start with yourself, and then we'll go from there. All right. Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Yi. Uh, I am a visual artist, person, comics maker, illustrator, earth shaker. That's what it says on the business card. Ooh. And I am here to talk about uh, my OCs that I made in middle school. And uh, <clears throat> I just wanted, and I'm, I've been a big fan of Mary Sue Celebration since episode one, so I was like... Hey, I want to be on the show since you guys were taking submissions. And I wanted everyone to relive my tragic middle school life. So there's that. <laughs> That's why this show exists as far as we're concerned. Someday we're going to break out the archives, which is just hours upon hours of MP3 player recorded uh, footage of us playing Kingdom we Hearts. We were playing Let's like... Plays before. Let's Plays were cool. But it's but just audio. And it's just audio and it's completely incomprehensible. <laughs> I don't know what it oh, means. I, I love, love, love camcorder Let's Plays. There's nothing pure in this world than kids and teens who want to do Let's Plays, but they don't have a capture card, so they just get, like, a video camera or an iPhone and then prop it up and then just record the TV. For <laughs> us, it was 2006, so we just recorded the audio on an MP3 player that had recording functionality. Um, and then you would just add the footage in later. There that, was that's no how that works. I think we were under the illusion that we would do that, and we never did. I Microsoft painted an animation. You did. It's it was gone. just like a lip flap thing, but like, yeah, it's gone. The computer that it was on, uh, Jilly was. Yeah, our, was our like, web mm, person tried to get no. it off of the computer, but she could not do this. But enough about our origin story. I, our tragic origins. I need to know about these 13 wizards. Please 13, begin to explain of them. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. I guess I don't really have good origins because, as I explained, I wasn't a very... And maybe I was I wasn't a very good writer in middle school as as anyone is. Been there. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. But I just kinda had I was a very imaginative child. Mm -hmm. Uh so I would often just I would just remix things. I would take the things that I really liked, like anime, Pokemon, monsters, yeah. and then just I and then did crossovers with other franchises. I was a natural crossover machine. It was a hidden talent since preschool uh and i guess one day i was just really really bored i had just i had finished playing kingdom hearts well actually i didn't finish kingdom hearts i only i got up to that second riku boss fight if you know that and then got frustrated and quit which because one's that one is that I the one like, at hollow bastion yeah where he throws the sword at you and he's like uh -huh. go play with the babies you big baby i'm gonna be a big man and be <laughs> Keyblade Master and hang out with Mickey Mouse. Yup, uh huh. <laughs> and I got so frustrated with that fight that I quit playing Kingdom Hearts. No. And I think my psychology at the time, or my mindset at the time, was like, "Hey, I want my own version of Kingdom Hearts, for, and for you. I want to like go on adventures and stuff." And because like I had already. Like when as a young child, I self-inserted myself into Sailor Moon, and I was Sailor Sun, but I didn't Hell write any yeah. fi fan fiction about that, of course. Yeah, because <laughs> I was six. No, dude, I had like I a, a so I had like a secret Blue's Clues fan fiction, I guess, when That's I was adorable. really little, where I was a detective oh, and I solved mysteries That's with Blue. So cute! <laughs> That's adorable. It's not too late to join 
the Blue's Clues detective agency it's now that Steve true. is back. Because <laughs> he has a little detective agency. That's honestly he does. Really... I never watched Blue's they, Clues. They so uh, added know. some lore since they're doing a new series. So, like, Steve and I didn't Joe have showed a up and were like, I Hi. popped out of the womb 11 Yeah, it was because your parents made you join two basketball teams. At the same time. Oh. Yeah. I was on two basketball uh, Yeah, so, um, I think I just, um, I was... I think I was in I was entering like sort of an edgy phase in my life. So I was like, I don't I myself wouldn't be caught dead hanging out with Sora and the <laughs> yeah. like the rest of the Disney gang. So I sort of created like a faux self insert and one of my favorite character designs in the entire world is the Black Mage from Final Fantasy, like the OG Final Fantasy. And Vivi, Vivi is cool, but, you know, I like that sort of blank slate. I really like character designs that don't have, like, humanoid faces. Like, I hated drawing human faces for the long time. I really like that abstract, cartoony sort of look where it was just eyes and there, were no fa- there was no nose or mouth. And you just kind of wondered, huh, what's in there? This, like, full of mystery and uh, leaves you to wonder about what the details are on the inside, so to speak yeah and yeah and then i created this i guess this first wizard uh of one of many that looked exactly like the black mage uh but he was light blue so uh i'll like i'll get into this later but every all of these different wizards that i created um basically i was like hmm what should i make this character it's like you get a black you get a black mage and then you make it a different color, and then you give them a name and a different element, and then that's how I made characters back in the day. You can't see us, but and we're nodding. We're nodding, and also <laughs> we're like internally uh, listening, that's but it's very hard to portray over I was, audio. I was actually going to ask about that being an influence because I was looking at the drawings you passed over from uh, the DeviantArt stash. So you've ans- <laughs> you've answered a question for me already. Ding 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 ding. Winner. Yeah, and um, his the first wizard's name um was Wizat. Uh, it just kind of stuck. I don't know where it came from, but I was like, "What's a cool He's name?" A and with I a was hat. like, Wizat. "Yes, exactly." <laughs> <laughs> Can you wrote name all thirteen? Dude, or is that past dude, you? what if the wizard wears a pants? Wizat. <laughs> <laughs> they all did wear pants. I made sure that they wore pants. <laughs> so they're all wizards. <laughs> Uh, they, uh, okay, so I had to write all of them down because a lot of this was lost to time. Oh, uh, yeah. So I guess I'll go through them, uh, real quickly. Mm-hmm. So I, I did mention 13 wizards in the email, but I, I lied. The 13 was, the 13th wizard was me. There's only 12 of <laughs> yes. them that I made. Twist. Hey, do these 13 wizards predate Organization 13? Yes or no? They, they did. <gasps> I'm calling Square Enix. Square Enix has violated your copyright. But 13 is like such an emo edgy number, so it sort of makes sense. Yeah, but then Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, and then that sort of like refueled this whole sort of uh, storyline, and then some of those parts got integrated with each other, and you'll see in a second. Yes. But uh, the first one was Wizad. He was really my main self insert. So I had this story where, you know, like the mind is like an infinite like landscape and you know you take all of these different things that you consume and they become a part of you uh just like kingdom hearts and uh i wanted to find some sort of medium to combine all of my favorite shows into one uh so i could have adventures with all of my good friends that i see on tv yes and so wizard was he was kind of like a not a catalyst but he was he was like a link between like this inner world and then the outer world, like real life, you know. So it's like I'm, it's like an isekai anime, but I, instead of going to a, a magical world, I'm just going into myself. And uh, he was, he didn't have any like special elemental powers. He was just, he was, he was the middle child of this family, and so he his power was, was cool. Hat. You know, his power was yes. neutral wizard. Yes, but he did he did have a cloud that he could ride on and there was like a rainbow trail behind it. Just uh, like so that's Goku. how he got around. Just like Goku. Flying like Goku yes. as Mr. Just like Goku. <laughs> Soldier Boy once as Soldier said. Boy once said, fly like Goku. 
fly like a Goku into the yeah um yeah there wasn't anything super special about him he was just you know the the person that like I would dive into our souls would merge and then I would be in the in the magical realm I don't know how to describe it it's all it's all very confusing I feel I- uh, so. Yeah, I just intuitively, intuitively get it. I understand. This is an emotional, emotional world. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah. I think a lot. That's a pretty common thing that writers do. Like when they're like younger, um, they, I, how do you like the sort of like this self insert to explore the way they consume other media. I think. Yeah, and their and their own relationship to that media yeah. as well, and um. So I guess the storyline that blinks it is that this powerful wizard family pretty much just lived in this in my own mindscape and a uh, thing like there was a mother and a father and uh, the mother uh, sadly passed away, which caused the father to the mother and father don't have names. I never made names for them. Good for them. Uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, the father just threw but he he went into a blind rage and he wanted to, you know, conquer the the worlds out of his grief you've got a gendo ikari on your hands yes yes so the their 10 children uh just had to pick sides and so it was like a war a civil war between families the drama i I like yeah i'm in Ah, yeah and so uh like pretty much half of them went with the father and that was mainly the older kids and then the younger kids were formed sort of their own resistance okay so we started with wizard and he was just he's the middle child but he's he's 13 and ready to go and you know he's willing to like cross the worlds to bring his family back together again i think what sets him apart his 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 determination that's his magic power all along um, so maybe I'll just start at like the youngest and then go to the oldest. Uh, the oldest one is 18 and the youngest one is uh, two. So there was a two year old wizard. His name was Gabriel and he was the color yellow and he was a baby. He was a toddler. I don't think you can um, trust toddlers with magic. That seems like a bad idea. Oh, no, he was he's he's the he's the most powerful character oh, because I thought it would be funny <laughs> to put these godly powers in this baby. Uh, and he actually okay so it's in other ways it's like dragon ball z uh he actually his future self came from the future and came back in like one of the story arcs i developed and uh helped the the resistance win a fight because he was like an absurdly powerful he was like a secret boss in final fantasy and um he was in charge of traveling to the baby shows so he went into like the brave little toaster world and he helped the characters uh, escape the junkyard. And he was also in the movie Hoodwinked, uh, that CGI animated movie where, you know, it's like the frog is trying to figure out uh, who stole grandma's recipes. And then the rabbit villain from that movie, spoilers for Hoodwinked, by the way, <laughs> uh, gets heartless powers. Is that the and... one with Little Red Riding Hood? Yeah, man. Yes, and she knows kung fu. <laughs> okay, okay, I def- I know the one you're talking I saw about. Some now. I'm like, for that. <laughs> Gabriel's important. Uh, we'll come back to him later, uh, in a different way. Uh, then the next one was called Retrina, and she was uh, she had the black uniform, and uh, her power was a uh, time, and her name was a combination of Retro and Katrina because I thought that sounded kind of cool. I like and it. she was in charge of going to all of the time-based worlds, uh, oh. uh, like Ice Age, and also... Uh, <laughs> this is she, extensive. But also, Can you please tell me these wizards went to the Prince of Egypt? <laughs> oh my god! You can't do that! <laughs> Can you tell me they were there during That's the That's the flames? Bible! You can't just go into the Bible! That's... <laughs> That's at least a somewhat historical account. (laughs) You can't just go and be like, hey, Moses. (laughs) Yeah, but if fucking Val Kilmer's there, is is that not- Wait, why is Val Kilmer here? He played Moses! Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't put any Bible worlds because I went to Bible school. And And it wasn't fun. I thought that- 
it, and the least uh, fun school. thing about you wanted to get away from Bible, Bible school. school. <laughs> I mean, not consciously. I, I went to because, I went you know, to Catholic school. I understand. I was Catholic. Oh, I went to a non-denominational school, so they made everything fun. <laughs> but she went to, like, retro games, namely, like, the Bomberman franchise, because oh, I was super obsessed with those games as a child. I wanted to play that. I saw, like, an ad in Nintendo Power back when that was a thing, and, like, you could, like, combine monsters or something, and I was like, that yes. is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life, and I want to play yes, that Yes, yes, yes. But I didn't have a yes. whatever system it was on, so I had to suffer. Yeah, the combination was in uh, the GBA and also the GameCube. I had a Game Boy. Uh, My parents just didn't love me. I think that's what this boils down to. So after Retrina, like, again, um, these are just things that I can remember. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one was uh, Patches. He was the he had the brown uniform and he, he his power was. What is he a puppy <laughs> under his hat? Uh, I don't he know, might patches, very well be. That's a terrible, I don't know. I just hear patches and I'm like, like a doggy. Because yeah, I'm five. all of these wizards. Yeah, all of these wizards were supposed to have true forms that you know when they take off their uniform, oh. like their power exponentially increases. They're like training weights or whatever. Like um, but I, but I always imagine patches as like this, uh, like eldritch being because he's mute. And his power is over tra uh, over cards and dolls, which Ooh. is a very weird combination. Uh, I and like it. he has I like he's kind of like Conqueror dolls. from Naruto. Yeah, it almost has like a Castle Oblivion vibe as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had he had a stuffed bunny that he was really attached to, which was also his most powerful doll. And he went, he was in charge of the trading card universes, so he went to, like, Digimon Tamers, and he also went to the Yu-Gi-Oh! world. Yes! <laughs> and, um, his, like, his whole thing was that he's, like, re a really creepy child, uh, but his whole family loves him, and, Aww. but he also lets his dolls eat people, like, that's his thing. I he, love he, it. Like, I genuinely yeah. I, I like genuinely, this. like, I, unironically, can you, like, bring this guy back? <laughs> this is a really cool Man. one. A modern incarnation uh, of this character would be really great. Oh yeah, I really want to talk about like modern incarnations of all of these characters. Uh, so, but I do want to ask before we move on: Can you elaborate on the Yu-Gi-Oh thing a little <laughs> Please? bit? Please. So you know when you it's it's like the basic Kingdom Hearts structure. I had envisioned this whole thing to be like a game that I would code and program and create all of the assets for myself someday, like a that middle schooler doable. would. <laughs> yes. Yes, with anime cutscenes and everything. Oh boy, uh, me to this day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listening to like the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack, and I'd be on YouTube. Yeah. And then, and I'd be like, yeah, this song. It'd be this song that would go with this scene. You know, I will get thing. the rights to the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack and music. <laughs> yes. I will get the rights to all of these individual properties to use in my game. Wig. <laughs> yeah so he had um he was just absurdly like uh strategic tactically minded for uh trading card games because his power was like tarot cards uh and he could tell the future so uh like whenever he would go to a kingdom like it's like you meet the characters you fight some bosses and then you like uh, some story cutscenes, then you fight some more, and then you fight the final boss of that world. Do you and then have to kill it's resolved. <laughs> Do you have yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, he doesn't but also kill. Poor Kaiba. No. No, he doesn't kill Kaiba. But there was always one character who was a uh, who was who gets possessed by the darkness. You know this dark force. I mean, and who is a you better stop candidate? The corruption. Well, like there, there, yeah. are, there are quite like, a few people in Yu-Gi-Oh who are kind of like off the shits, but this like this does seem like the perfect character to hang out with Bakura. And this actually, I do feel like this character melds really well with the early Yu-Gi-Oh aesthetic of like dual monsters yeah. and pre-dual monsters. I'm just thinking like <laughs> if if Banana Fish was a card game, he would go for um a good look because that guy is off the every time he's just. <laughs> He is just out of his fucking mind, that guy. Anyway. I, I like that you had the thought if Banana Fish was a card game anime, which is the thing I think about every fucking anime that went that way. I was watching Utena and I was like, but what if they played Yu-Gi-Oh? You know, that would kind of, that would kind of fit with the aesthetic because they've got those big wide open arenas and it's like really dramatic and there's like the, like half the episode is spent on like, 
the fucking intro scene of like drawing cards. Yes. And then well, Utena like, turns into a dual disc. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue on with. I don't know if we want to go over Yu-Gi-Oh more or the next one. The next wizard. It's okay. Ah, uh, next one. You don't have any specific memories. We're probably gonna latch on to specific properties. <laughs> yeah, we... yeah, no problem. Because everybody yeah, some knows of the... Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, some of these are are kind of underdeveloped, but you can tell which ones were my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next oldest one was uh, Dizzy, and he had the power of wind and air. And uh, you know, he I didn't really write much down for him other than he. Uh, I think he liked monsters, uh, and he was in charge of going to, like, the monster worlds, like, Monster Rancher or Pokemon. <gasps> I love Monster Rancher! Oh my god, Wig! Yes! yes! Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! Oh my god, sorry. sorry. It's just very unusual to find some- I think I've met, like, two other people in my life who were like, Monster Rancher! Monster Rancher! Like, yeah, like, it's a good game it series. Is. I have played the. My favorite is the Monster Rancher Advance Two, but it is same, 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 same hat. Yes, same hat, same, same, same hat. hat. I was a uh, not a video gamer. I was the youngest sibling, and the youngest sibling <laughs> evolutionary trait is watching people play video <laughs> games. And my brother never found Mo- Monster Rancher series, though he might probably like it as well. <laughs> It is. Uh, yeah, I, I, I forgive me, but this sh- this whole thing is just going to be me listing property names. So you I hope you so don't valid. mind. This is, this <laughs> is what valid. we're here for. That is, that is, yeah, we haven't done a lot I of think he... fandom related stuff outside of the live show, so I'm excited. I just I have all of the fandom, so don't worry. Uh, and so I think his was he was most affected by Kingdom Hearts Two arrival because. Uh, I made his weapons be Zaldin Spears. I just changed it a little bit, but it was basically Zaldin Spears. He could control a bunch of spears using, uh, like, tornadoes in the wind. That aesthetic and... sticks with me to this day. That is just such a baller thing to do. Yeah, Zaldin is the wind one also, right? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I just remember him being, like, a brat. He's the one. He's one of the ones uh, who went over to his dad's side. He's one of the younger members. <laughs> And, uh, oh, yeah, the next one is, uh, Aqua, and you want to guess what her power is? Fire. No. <laughs> Fire, like, 30-second pause, like, <laughs> stop. No, it's water. Stop being a fucking idiot, Miles, but it's what I enjoy. It's what I do. It is my appeal. It's part of you are my... valid. Thank you. Oh, no, here Thank comes you. the the arrival of Miles's worst character voice, a character I call Joey Marbles, who sounds a little bit like Jenna Marbles and a little <laughs> bit like Joey Wheeler. That's Aqua's new voice. I had canon. <laughs> it's my voice cat or You're voice welcome. claim. Yeah. We have a character voice. You can play. You can play her in D and D now. <laughs> it's part of my first two, my two best voices, Joey Marvels and Cishet Man doing an impression of a woman. Hi! <laughs> you can't even do it. You can't even do it on oh command. My God. He can't do it on command. Hi, my name is Kyrie. We also record ourselves reading Kingdom Hearts fanfiction. That is another story. Does Aqua do anything besides water and is Sinbad involved? Well, she can play the guitar and can (laughs) sing to heal people. She was the musical soul of the group. Uh, She would she she went into high school musical once. (laughs) 
And I'm guessing Sharpay she... went evil. <laughs> that just seems yeah, obvious. I think so, yeah. <laughs> what if it was just like Troy's friend who also plays basketball and is played by Corbin? His Blue name is Corbin got... Blue. His... <laughs> but the character's name. His name remember. in the story is Corbin Blue also. <laughs> and he's just tired. He's like, I'm tired of everything being about Troy and Gabrielle and musicals. I just wanted things to be about basketball again. <laughs> and then he goes like, he, I don't know what the fuck you call it, like darkness ape shit. <laughs> he gets Norded. Yeah! Even though Xehanort isn't in the story. <laughs> we were... That was so long ago. So, I'm assuming Aqua also predates Kingdom Hearts 2. How mad were you about Tabiks? Uh, I was super mad. <laughs> I, but, like, also, like, also, it's just, you know, inspiration to add to the pool. I'm like, yeah, nobody will notice that I, I took this from Kingdom Hearts 2 if I change the guitar, the guitar design. And uh, I also viscerally remember that she went to the Surf's Up universe, oh the God. penguin movie about surfing, <laughs> and the otter had turned evil, and she had to sing a song to all of the penguins. <laughs> I don't know anything about Surf's Up. <laughs> it it was just like one of those fucking penguin movies, man. It was a. It's the only good penguin movie. I've, I've heard that <laughs> don't it's not terrible, me. but like. God, do you remember Happy Feet? Let me bitch about Happy <laughs> Feet for like half an hour. <laughs> fuck Happy Feet. Fuck that movie. How the fuck did that get an Oscar? Like, it got an Oscar? I'm pretty sure it got an Oscar. And it's about oh. like dancing penguins and like it's weird and racist and like then it's got an environmentalist message and then like I don't fucking know, but that seal terrified me when I was like eight when it came out. But anyway, moving on. Just fuck Happy Feet. Next question. <laughs> I'm googling. Did you Happy heard it here, Feet folks. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Miles hates K-pop. Oh my hates god! Him. Happy Feet did get an Oscar. It was best animated feature. What winner was it in running 2007? Against? I'm sorry. That's can we so pull? important. Can we, we need to pause for a can moment to play. Yeah, 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 Happy yeah. Feet was. Do you remember Happy Feet? I'm... Does anyone remember Happy Feet? Email uh, Hikari <laughs> Keyblade Princess <laughs> at Gmail. No, it's Yahoo. Gmail didn't Yahoo. exist Ooh. yet when it was made. The first animated feature award was for Shrek. Yeah, it was against Jimmy Neutron. Oh, oh. Jim <laughs> Jimmy Neutron is not <laughs> Jimmy Neutron is a is a high class film. I won't even call it a, a movie. Okay, so the 2006 was apparently not a strong year. There was Happy Feet, Cars, and Monster House. Honestly, Monster House Honestly, is wrong. Monster House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Monster House. Terrible. Cars. Mitchell Musso. Pixar movie, but a bad one. Monster House. I don't have any bad feelings about Monster House. Okay, now we get out of here. Okay. This I'm is a this, <laughs> this is dangerous. This is like like a a gas that kills podcast is being <laughs> Wikipedia articles for awards. <laughs> Sorry. After Aqua is Rocco, and uh, his power was fire, actually, <laughs> and he was basically Knuckles the Echidna. Yeah, he didn't. He, he there was like there's nothing special about him. He joined his dad's side, and he was the hothead oh, as a guy. fire elemental should. But he is important later, as I keep saying. Uh, next one, next one. Okay, next one is named Patchouli, and he was Earth, uh, and he had a green uniform on. How did you remember and how to spell that? Patchouli? Yeah. You didn't have uh, to spell it. You just had to think it in your brain. Yeah. I, I, guess, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I don't think I could spell I just, patchouli if you asked me right now. And I was a pretty prolific speller. Yeah, I just I just remember it so well because Phyllis from Animal Crossing, she would always be like, uh, oh, you care about the environment? Ew, patchouli. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I looked it up and it's like, it's like a plant. It's a plant. So, yeah, it's one of the ingredients that they have in Bath and Body Works things sometimes. Yeah, and he was the chemist of the group, and he made all of these different concoctions and can control plants with his magical powers. Uh, he was actually the neutral uh, of this whole conflict. He was the only one who really like stood out, stayed out of it. He like locked himself in the forest. I just want to and, take and, a nap, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I dig it. Uh, so I didn't really get to write too much about him other than that I just thought having someone who did like a thorn, like a mass of thorns, like 
uh shoot what was his name from uh from yu yu Hakusho. uh kurama 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 yeah (laughs) i was like i want to say it i don't want to fuck it up uh okay we're getting we're getting to the end here folks last two um the second yeah the second to last was valentine cute and yeah she was pink and her power was heart uh she could like make people fall in love with her because I, that's what i thought women did back then <laughs> that was a princess <laughs> <laughs> but like she controlled people in this in very sp- she had like a heart shaped staff and there was uh like an adventure that i thought of where she controlled this whole crowd of people by doing the caramel dancing God, that is like the most like 2008 thing. And so everyone was doing the caramel dancing, and the only way they could stop her was to like, like she was singing the song too. Like they had to get her to mispronounce the very foreign lyrics, and then she she exploded and gave up. Bro, do you remember the time at a school dance (laughs) where they were having like one of those like circles where someone goes in the middle and like break dances? And everyone's like gathered around, and we went in the middle and started doing the caramel dance. No way! And then a bunch of people did it too, definitely to make fun of us. <laughs> but they did do it. Is the thing they did it. Oh man! See, you can make anything, anyone do anything if you're confident enough. Honestly, I would like. Or if they're determined them. enough to bully you. That's true. <laughs> oh my god. God, it'd be like yeah, that. and she she was kind of a diva. Uh, I remember like her true self design. She was like one of the ones, the few ones that I actually designed. Uh, like out of her of her uniform because she hated wearing the wizard getup because no one could see her face. And you know she like you know she was a summer. You know she wanted to wear f- like free form clothes, but she had pink hair. <laughs> Hell yeah, pink hair, pink robes. <laughs> Pink everything. Hell yeah. Yes. And then the last one, the oldest one, who is 18, uh, is Grayson. And he, he had the gray he had the gray uniform and his power was death and <laughs> shadows. Yes. Oh boy, so and uh, his true Grayson. form was his he was the emo one and he he was also oh yeah, so Valentine joined their dad and Grayson also joined their dad. Yeah, she uh, so like you had like a big four situation going on. <laughs> and his he had a he had like a a super form when he powered up where he like all of his skin ripped off and like he would become he'd basically become a mummy. <laughs> and oh, like um, mummy if bond. you yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm kind of and... gay for a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't at me. Cut this part out. I don't know. He's got pointy ears sometimes. <laughs> okay. So segue into so, just discussing. I have a question. If there were two sides and the dad is one side, is there somebody that like runs the other side because the mom is gone? Mm, it would be Wizad. He's the one who like all of the other siblings are separated. And so he has to gather an elite task force to, like, go into each world and find them, you know, because they're, they're kids. They're literally kids. So, they like, fit you all know, the kids in the family car. Yeah. They're wizards. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that's true. They're wizards. You. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would yeah. just use his magic cloud. To, uh, but his task force was composed of uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts, of course. Uh, phone bone from Jeff Smith's bone and Ben Ten. Yes. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I feel like Ben Ten is. I watched Ben like Ten. The... I watched an episode of Ben Ten today. It's that. It's the new one. It's the you know. Where Teen it's... Titans Ben Ten. Go Ben Ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually kind of decent. That's, I, that's fair. I, I, it's not as memorable as the original, but I don't remember yeah. that much about the original since it was so long ago. But I remember being like amped for it when it came out and having like an ongoing storyline. And the I... new one, I don't know if they have that, but. It seems to be more like standalone sort of episodes, but I don't know. I think it's cute. I think I think it gets a lot of 
Uh, I remember people were really unhappy with, like, the promotional art that was cut out for it, because it did look pretty (laughs) ugly. Yeah. But I think it works well in the animation itself. But I do feel, ultimately, I'm glad Ben, to segue back in, I'm glad Ben's hand 10 is sort of like the herald of, like, a new, probably weird era of kids making up buck wild fan fiction. Just, like, Uh Ben, like, kids love Ben 10, man. Yeah, he's so relatable, you know? Ten-year-old problems. God, like, what if I was ten? And he's voiced by Tara Strong. What ten-year-old doesn't want to be voiced by Tara Strong? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they went... Yeah, Ben 10 is there. And, uh, yeah, a lot of this, like I said, I didn't write down, but it just played out in my head. Like, you know, I I usually got done with homework pretty fast. So, you know, I would just sit and, like, just (laughs) daydream. Me, I didn't Some of have a us desk. avoided homework all day and all night and woke up at three in the morning <laughs> to finish it because we had an anxiety disorder that was undiagnosed. <laughs> Some of us <sighs> have hoarder parents, so we had nowhere to even do the homework. <laughs> so, story time. And, yeah, so, um, you know, I was... At that point, I was, you know, I wasn't really into art. Like, I drew a whole bunch, like, in grade school. But, you know, uh, life started hitting me and... I like, I don't know if I want to do art for a living and I don't know, I still don't, but like my creative, my creativity was going like low, but that's when, you know, like this inner world, like having a rich inner world really helps. So like, um, I don't know. I think I wanted to like, not really, I wanted, I'd not, I don't know, just, I guess escape, but also, uh, to like have some sort of reason that things were happening like uh i remember like when i was in i went to a boy scout camp and we were like in a lake doing swimming merit badges and swimming accomplishments and stuff and that night there was a huge there was a huge hailstorm oh my god and yeah and like all of the different people f- we were we were staying in an area right next to like the main cabin uh like office and so all of the different campers like that weren't in our boy scout troop had to like stay in the in that cabin for the night because it was like it was wet and cold and there was like ice raining down from the sky of course and i was like hmm i wonder why this is happening but then i i made up so i made up a story where like this giant sea dragon was living inside of the lake and it was angry for like having us try to swim and canoe in it and so wizard and his and his gang had to go fight it and so that's that's what I did for the most for the majority of the storm no. until it w- ended. I also have a Girl Scout. I went to Girl Scouts, but um, uh-huh. so the, the w- with all my Catholic school buddies, right? So mm-hmm. she there was this girl. She slept on the bunk beneath me, and I don't really remember. I think I just stayed up reading Animorphs all night, and people were like, "Why aren't you going to sleep?" And I'm like. I'm an eight-year-old with an anxiety disorder, and I can't <laughs> sleep unless you give me, like, nine pills. <laughs> I need to be tranquilized. <laughs> like I'm an animorph. Uh, that, an that animorph. Was an animorph. I just, this just, isn't a therapy session. This is a podcast. I, we need to get back on topic. I think it's really cool that you both have, like, really detailed, like like inner inner life stories and stuff like that i would just like polish the same three scenes over and over again in my head before i went to bed that was like how i would do i was that's like, what i still it's do. gotta be perfect i need to, uh-huh. or i just need to experience it again because it's comforting and that was yeah just... that's what i that's how i get yeah. to sleep i'm like my oc's hug and yes! it's gay and then oh i God. fall asleep i had like a fucking yuriku drama epic oh my god it was oh. so good you know yuffie riku yuffie the Uh we're like they're both like i don't even know i was like they're adults now and i don't know they meet again and they just taxes they just they just like i want riku to be my hot dad (laughs) doing my taxes riku is just depressed and lives in yuffie's apartment and then they just like talk sometimes and it's slightly comforting if you were a uh, kid me who just wanted to be an adult, which would mean I could escape by the constant surveillance of my mother. They both work for H&R Block, so they never stop <laughs> doing taxes! <laughs> my favorite hurt comfort <laughs> fix are, like, when real life hurts the character, and then they come home, and then they get comforted. Yeah. I don't, I don't read a, lo- a ton of fan fiction, but... 
it's it's like you want to i don't know i like fan fiction for like the comforting aesthetics and like the like just the places and things it's kind of like the comfort i got of harry potter where like a kid gets to be somewhere else yeah so i mean i didn't have a terrible life like i think <laughs> god i wish that <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm not trying to brag humble brag <laughs> no Humble brag Jonathan and his 13 wizards just like, my life! Humble brag Jonathan and his 13 wizards. Okay. Imagining just a dude with 13 wizards behind him pointing pointing and laughing like like posturing like and all the wizards again pointing and laughing like and I'm just crying here like my Jonathan my life is so bad, <laughs> <laughs> and it's still bad. <laughs> Everything's horrible. I don't know. So yeah, so that's like a a life example of this. Let's see where are we going. So we have the worlds and the characters. Where do we go next? And how it manifested, and basically, it, and where the influences came from everywhere but really i think it's just because you know i wanted i wanted to have an exciting life you know i wanted to like you know i I'd go to school i do homework and then sometimes i draw and like i wanted like you know to be I, I basically i wanted to live out my middle school days as a slice of life manga magical girl character so that sums up all of my middle school years and uh yeah like i remember on car rides i would just like you know have these conversations with wizards and he would like update me or like i would as him update myself on like what's been going on and all of the adventures he's been having and so like uh and then i'd imagine like you know them like traveling along side me in the car like through the desert and whatever I thought this would be my magnum opus. And oh God! Whatever. Doesn't everyone like think that every subsequent story they've ever made is like their magnum opus? But it's especially when you're 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 like that in that age range, like that tween, like younger, like slightly under tween to tween eight to early teens, where you're like, this is it. This is my grand crossover epic of just like oh man it's never gonna get better than this and then you're like 20 and you're like oh no oh, <laughs> oh god no. oh no. man uh-huh so yeah you have i assume maybe by virtue of being a person who's listened to multiple episodes of this just busted your way through many of our standardized questions <laughs> Uh, do you are you feel that the examples you gave are sort of good for uh, my personal favorite question, which is like the visceral memory of a scene from this idea? A visceral memory from this idea. Like if it's a scene mm. or a storyline or a specific thing that you thought about a lot or draw or drew or anything like that. Yeah, it's weird. I never really manifested any of this like... I, I didn't write any of it down. I, like, didn't even draw anything of this until, like, I did, like, doodles in high school, but, like, I never acted upon it. It was just something that played out in my mind all the time. And, you know, I would have, like... Actually, you know, well, I had, like, this... Ve like, I had, like, the intro, the anime intro planned out, and it was basically... Uh, you know, Wizard riding on a cloud, but then it would switch immediately switch over to the Yu-Gi-Oh uh, English opening because I thought that slapped so hard. <laughs> it I does. It to be the You're opening. not wrong. You are. <laughs> and then it would be like, correct. it would be like Sora, Phone Bone, Wizard, and Ben 10, like in like these like shawls and these like that were billowing capes and they were like flying into the sky. That, that was very visceral. Other than the Penguin concert. <laughs> genuinely feel as if that yes i that is the new version of that question is did you have an anime opening <laughs> yes all right it's like if you have if your character had a voice claim what would it be and then i would just say myself because wizard is basically me oh my god I did you have any uh, did you have any headcanon voices besides that or i mean mm, besides of course I... uh aqua joey marvels yes of course <laughs> Um, I always thought of Grayson as being voiced by uh, Liam O'Brien. Uh, it like his Gara voice that was like. Oh, that I was, was good. like, is that the guy from One Direction? No. 
He wouldn't have been even relevant. I'm stupid! I'm And then Dan- and then uh, Rocco the Rocco the Fire guy he would be voiced by Dan Green. <laughs> who doesn't who want sh- like what character Green. would not be approved by being voiced by Dan Green? That dude is a legend. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. Oh, I I would like to talk about like I mean it didn't turn into anything, but I would like to talk about the ending because it strangely enough had an ending. Oh, why? That I. Yes. I think that's yeah. kind of unusual. Like, usually your big crossover epic doesn't have, like, an ending. Because, like, you're a kid and you just want your magical adventure life to go on forever. So how did it end? Um, so, uh, I think this was around the time I entered high school. So I think a lot of things were happening. You had to put and the axe in it. Yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah, basically to put the axe in it. I wanted some sort of closure. Like, I wasn't going to make it, so... Like, I don't know, I had to come to terms with it myself and like with the narrative, like the lack of it as well. So like, you know, all these adventures that played out in my head, like uh, they were starting to dissolve um, by this, I guess, this unknown force and all of the care. Like this was when this would be like when uh, I guess the golden ending where all of the all of the family is reunited and they were able to work out their differences and they're living happily. But then the world starts to collapse. Oh, oh no. no. Oh no. So they had to like investigate and then they realized that it was me. I'm the problem. Like I'm the one that makes that's making the world collapse. Oh, and so, so you're I had the villain to... now. Yes, now I'm the villain. I'm the villain of my own story. <laughs> and yeah, I had I to this. Yeah, there was this whole big confrontation where like these characters were like trying to get like all of the characters from all of the different franchises that were living in my head, like into this like pocket dimension, like get out of there because otherwise like they would like be erased into oblivion of the mindscape. Like, you know, everyone has that. Yeah. And yeah, that's like, I had had like, I basically had to say goodbye to everyone. I had to like actually mentally divorce myself from this narrative. I feel like I I had something like that too, but I can't I can't remember it like clearly. If you ruminate hard enough, you will remember. <laughs> it took me a while I, to remember. I, I have there was something sort of similar that happened when I was like very young, like super young, like six or seven. You know the story. <laughs> you know where this is going, don't you? I actually don't know. All right, Keep so going. I'm like six or seven years old, and I have an imaginary boyfriend, and I'm just like <laughs> I'm not feeling it anymore. But like. I'm, like, six or seven, and I don't have the capacity, like, the emotional or mental capacity to, like, like, just imagine a breakup. So, like, he dies in a forest fire. (gasps) Oh, no. And I'm just, like, I'm six years old, and I'm, like, my beloved has died in a forest fire. And of course, it's somewhat my own doing. <laughs> like, I didn't start it or anything, but like, since he's my imaginary boyfriend, I control the like narrative surrounding him. Yeah. So he yeah. dies in an imaginary accidental forest fire. And now I must move on. I must be brave. So I, st- I start imaginary dating him, but blonde. Ah. <laughs> uh. I will die every day waiting for you. <laughs> Until the blonde version of you comes on. Like that iOS update when you get, you know, when they oh change the icons. So, so uh. anything else to the finale? There was like a touching goodbye to everybody. Did the world end? Did it not end? Um, yeah, the world was like separated from my mind. So they were gone, but... Um, apparently, like, two of the- two of them were left behind because they had to stay, like, Wizat, I think, perished. He perished. He severed the link between the worlds. Rest in peace. Yeah, and then two of the other wizards stay behind for, I guess, moral support. (laughs) And those wizards happen to be Gabriel, the- the baby, and Rocco. Baby and fire. And so, Wizat was- uh, Wizard had died, and so Rocco and Gabriel were both alone in the like this abyss of darkness. And then 
uh, they just kind of were in stasis for a while. Until, Until? Uh, my next creative venture. <laughs> yeah, see, I, to- I, I said it would be important. They would be important. That was like foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So uh, my high school like adventure was like, I was like, I love slice of life manga and slice of life autobio comics. I'm going to make one myself. And then I thought, well, what's my hook going to be? But then and I really like the idea of consciences and like the shoulder angel and the shoulder devil. And so they became that. They both, like, were reborn as that, as those concepts. So, uh, like, Rocco became, was reborn into Damien, and he grew devil horns and a devil tail. And then Gabriel was reborn into Remiel, and he had angel wings and a halo around his hat. And, um, yeah, that was sort of my next creative venture. And it was it was kind of nice having, like that sort of closure from the old world and then there was something to continue on from the new world and uh that's that's the story of the 13 wizards <laughs> at 12 wizards plus me okay so i think we should get ourselves uh, into not a rap zone but somewhere in there yeah a rap zone um <laughs> that was so... nothing i'm sorry for that word let me drop a beat oh, no, <laughs> now we need you to rap about I am a prolific beatboxer yeah uh, this is a new part of the show that you've never heard before and it's where you rap about the parts that you liked and hated about the story <laughs> yeah so like what did you like uh, what did you hate let's see um I really liked uh I think I really admire my past selves I um ambition I think like I wasn't like, I didn't think about logistics. I didn't think about, you know, time or effort or energy. I was just like, you know, I think I was just really satisfied with this sort of world that I created for myself and only for myself. I I think I just realized that I I wasn't going to share it with much anyone else. And uh, I also liked that um, I like out of that simplicity of the character designs and the character backstories, there was a surprising amount of uh, divergences from like all of their archetypes. And, you know, it was my first time really designing like three, like uh, fully realized characters or my attempt to. And so I, I think I appreciate the effort. What I didn't like was really how sprawling it was. It was a mess. Honestly, like if you, I like I took everything I like, and you know you're supposed people say you're supposed to write what you know, but I I tried to make this into like an encyclopedia of yeah. like everything that I've ever watched. Yeah, and I think I really don't like just how it's. You know, Kingdom Hearts is cool because it's like these random anime people, and then they suddenly have this connection with these strangers on uh, like in the Disney world but I'm not I guess like I think the connection between all of these worlds was I guess a little tenuous like it made sense in a in a meta meta kind of sense but I think that I think it could have been expanded on like maybe there was like like why did it have to be like in my mindscape it could have been like just alternate dimensions yeah I think Kingdom Hearts also has the advantage of like an aesthetically the aesthetically like cohesion of Disney and people's automatic familiarity with it. So, sorry, that was a tangent. yeah. Like, because sometimes no, 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 you're putting like everything you like into one pot instead of like a single brands, like brand a single identity. mega corporations, uh, <laughs> yeah branded and advertised and culturally proliferated thing thing yeah so i think there was there was something pure really pure about i guess the imagination that went into it yeah and um you know i'm i guess i'm just really impressed that i made this like this happy place i could go to like whenever things got stressful and you know there was like some sort of higher ambition i could like reach for like when things got dark I, I think honestly, that's that's what you do when you have those kind of stories and ideas. 
I had I had two worlds. I had the Kiwi world and I had the KSM world, which we gotta cover someday. We were like, going to. I had I, I had my just... I had my right. sappy romance fairy princess <laughs> world, and I had my sad childhood we world. Driving straight away from that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was a it was a very convoluted and exhausting coping mechanism, but it worked. Okay. Yeah. Do you okay? So I, as we've said pretty much this whole time, I think there's a lot of really interesting ideas of this. Are you in- interested? I'm a, in- I'm a patches fan. Yeah, I like patches. Are you uh, <laughs> interested in putting this into some of the ideas into new things? Is like the influence of these characters still in projects you're working on and characters you're working on now? Oh, well, I mean, I still draw, um, like, Rocco and Gabriel in their new forms. Like, I doodle them, like, pretty often. Uh, I had this whole comic, like, I had scripts of, like, the of the next comic written out, and, like, they go for karaoke, but it still takes place inside of my mind, so there's the still, there's that setting uh, dissonance, it where it's like, why should we care about some random dude's, like, imaginary friends or whatever? And, but they're like you know it's real it's real they're real to me okay and that's what matters uh but yeah i really like some of the ideas that came out of it i like i i think about just like doing like a whole portfolio of just like redesigning these old characters but uh just make them more distinct instead of like having just a black just them looking like black mages, but in different colors. Yeah, Miles did like a chess beat. And inside, um, so. I I don't know. We we'll, we'll see. Proud. The future is, yeah. <laughs> the future is full of surprises. Yeah, honestly, as we we honestly a lot of times we'll just think about these characters and be like, maybe there is something here. I'm about to repurpose this. I'm about. To- yeah, I think what like the good thing about you know. Uh, Mary Sue's and I guess Gary Stu's as well uh, uh, is that you know there's just such an unabashed sense of like pride and love that goes into the initial making of them that it kind of like it almost I mean it doesn't really translate well but it sort of endures like throughout the years like you look back at that character and you might think oh that's that's really cringe bro but I think there's, you know, there's love in it. There's love for like you back then, and there's there's love for you now. For like, like there's there's growth, you know. That's what that's why people love old OCs. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I love this podcast. Thank you. That's yeah. That's really. I think that's one of the things that keeps me from looking back on my own OCs and being just like, oh, is just that they were like they were so important to me, and they made me really genuinely happy, and they filled my time, and just. They were important to me, and that's why I can't look back on them and be like, even if there were some, like, not-so-great things about them, or, like, they they were important, and they fulfilled, they had a purpose, and they fulfilled that purpose, and I think that the intersection of art and function is very interesting in that um, art's function may not always be clear or um, consumable to the person who isn't creating it if that makes any sense like um with mary sue's like they are, they are obviously serving a function which is to make the author feel empowered even if it yeah, doesn't yeah. make the consumer feel empowered reading about them or like a more um discerning consumer like i can you can obviously see like um younger less discerning um content consumers like getting something out of this too especially if they haven't like if their breadth of media experience isn't very large like a mary sue might be something that just blows their mind they've never seen someone who's like powerful and interesting yeah um, yeah they've never conceived of something by themselves exactly and that act of uh, creation and generation is it's like very pivotal it's like a pivotal step in a, a creative process or like this of or self-confidence even yes. being able to say you know this is my character I made them myself and they are awesome no matter what anyone says yeah like Mary Sue's te- and Gary Sue's tend to have like a 
certain archetype they follow that's maybe sort of like a fantasy fulfillment and they may and they they slot easily into like whatever they're intended to slot into they can fit in wherever and they can make their own they can carve out their own niche and whatever sort of thing and it can be they can be very inspiring and confidence yeah creating whereas um someone who's more analytical might just be like oh that's unrealistic but yeah uh or like they some people like things that aren't people just like different things i guess <laughs> i i don't have time to talk about this for like 10 years i yeah. have things to do i don't have things to do but i just don't want to talk about it for like 10 years no. right now that would be like that's a good topic though i yeah. i know in the past you were interested in like specific topics like you know message boards or forum boards where this sort of oc creation would happen but i think like the purpose of of mary sue's and ocs uh might be like a good just standalone topic i really i really like because like if you're if your character is a mary sue they're easily slottable into any particular role which can come in handy when like if you're like uh if you're like role-playing i don't know much about role-playing in the role-playing community i actually have joined a discord server where there are a bunch of people who used to be really big into role-playing i might ask them a character may start off as a mary sue and like slot into whatever story they need to be slotted into and develop from there so i think it's um it's possible for a character to be a mary sue and also develop I think I wanted to, well, I mean, maybe not here, maybe that's the best place to say it, but, like, I am interested, like, just a suggestion, but, like, you know, the term Mary Sue is, like, derogatory of its origin, you know, but then it's sort of, like, how that reclamation happened might be, like, a cool, another cool topic (laughs) uh, for another time, but as uh, as far as, uh, like, my story, uh, like, obviously I think I want to keep creating and it's the stories, you know, when I'm like feeling down, sometimes I'll just like think about becoming a wizard and running alongside Sora and Ben 10 and phone bone, uh, and just running to the horizon. That's what gets me through the day. God, that's so good. That's so valid. All right, do you want to tell people where your work lives on the internet, or do you not want to tell people? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, you can find my art on at Jonathan Howe on Twitter and Instagram. That's J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-H-O-U-Y-E-E. I don't know why I have my real name as a handle anymore. I thought it would sound professional, but... Oh, my uh... God. I have OC <laughs> who does that, and his friend is just like why are you doing this and he's like aren't you supposed to use your real name and he's supposed to use just like i'm about to lose my fucking mind you're not supposed to do that what is wrong with you please don't i thought it would be good for branding (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hope this podcast gets big so you got you can learn a lot of podcast money and you know continue making a space where people can just share their like deep deep earnestness and sincerity from middle school with each other i just i just love really sincere characters yeah a real place i don't know man this is the part where i would usually force miles to do a character voice and say something to close us out (laughs) but i don't know i don't know where to end hi my name is mary sue and i love tony the tiger he's my buff Furry man candy, and I keep him on my arm at all times. Come to the bake sale. I'm part of the PTA, and I'm gonna fucking fuck. To- what's their kid? 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 What's their? They're in the PTA. What's Tony the Target Tiger and your Mary Sue's kid? Kid, go, 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 go. I'm Timmy. <laughs> Caillou. Caillou. Ah, yes, me and my husband Tony the Tiger and our children. Caillou and Timmy Turner. (laughs) It's me, Timmy. Good night, I'm Turner. I I can't really do this voice, but maybe if I get along, I'm pretty good at toot from Dawn Together. Uh, Good night, everybody. That's literally the end. That's all, assholes.
Hey everyone, Harry here. Thank you so much for listening to the show, and sorry about the hiatus. Now, the usual. Our opening theme is by at Twinkle Parks on Twitter. You can check out more of her music at popspirit.net. Our website is marysuepod.com. Thanks to Jilly for designing that for us. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Sue Celebration. And if you want to be on the show, email us at hikarikeybladeprincess at yahoo.com. This is normally where we would ask you to consider sending us a tip on Kofi, but we're not going to do that this week. I asked Miles and Jonathan which organizations they'd like to see the tips go to instead. Miles suggested you check out the Homeless Black Trans Women Fund organized by Jesse Pratt Lopez, and Jonathan suggested blacklivesmatters.card.co. I will provide links to both of these in the show notes, and thank you again.